the Bear Down Ballers. I'm your host, A.J. Bramlett. Ryan Wall is back with me, the super producer again for another week. And let's hop right in, man. Yeah, A.J., uh, it's great to be back. Um, off a loss. Um, you'll get into that a little bit later um, with our guest, uh, Ben Davis, today, later on the show. But I wanted to switch it up a little bit today, A.J. We, you know, we've had a lot of your teammates on. We've had current players. We've talked about their journeys, their careers. But I wanted to talk about yours a little bit and, you know, get uh, our audience to learn more about you. So I just wanted to start off, and you're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I wanted to just know what made you choose, you know, Arizona, Lute Olson, and brought you to Tucson, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I, my senior year, you know, I was recruited by a lot of colleges, uh, D1. We had played for, you know, one of the top AAU teams in New Mexico. We had about five or six, you know, D1 guys that came off of that uh, that team. And so we were highly getting highly recruited. And I kind of narrowed it down, you know, to New Mexico, University of New Mexico, the Lobos, or, you know, Arizona. And I'd always had, I was always, always liked Arizona growing up, you know, always followed their program. I'd actually went to the game when UNM, when the Lobos beat Arizona, you know, back in the eighties <laughs> when uh, Arizona was ranked number one. Um, and so I had experience there with that, but, you know, really the deciding factor for me, which is, you know, the deciding factor for a lot of guys that we've talked to on this program uh, was coach Olson. And, you know, when coach O, you know, comes into your living room, sits down with your parents, he's going to win that over immediately. You know, so the parents were already bought in. And when he asks you, you know, to come and that he really wants you to come play for him and has a scholarship for you. I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's something you just don't turn down. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so, you know, I, I committed early uh, before, uh, early in my senior year. And, you know, it was it was interesting because, you know, in New Mexico, everybody wanted me to go to UNM and, you know, kind of, you know, I, when I chose Arizona, I wasn't the fan favorite anymore, <laughs> you know, locally for there for a while. So, which kind of added to, you know, a rivalry, um, you know, uh, on my AU team, I had one of my other brothers, Kenny Thomas, that, you know, played at U University of New Mexico, went to UNM, uh, you know, played the NBA for a lot of years, but um, he was, uh, we were rivals, you know, in high school in the Albuquerque area. And Kenny was going to UNM and I was going to Arizona. So that kind of made the, the hype of that rivalry at the high school level, like really big. And then when it transferred into college, we also got to play each other in college, uh, you know, when he was at UNM as well. So it, locally in the Albuquerque area, it's kind of, you know, a long story, you know, historic, um, you know, story here uh, in the basketball community around New Mexico. But, you know, Coach Olson, you know, he was the, the best, the absolute best. And so, you know, I would never trade my experience. I, I chose the right place. And, you know, I, I wear my Wildcat colors every single day and I'm a proud member of the Arizona basketball family. So it was, it was great. It was a good decision. Yeah, for sure. It was a great decision for you. Um, looking back at it, for sure. But, yeah, you started your career, you know, you, your first year, um, you didn't get too much playing time. You get you get your feet wet. Um, but then your second and third year is when you started becoming a major force for the team. And then in your third year is actually when Arizona, you know, won the national championship in 97. Uh, I just wanted you to talk about that, your role in the team and, you know, how you felt that group. You know, a lot of people, JT um, and some of your teammates, Bibby, talked about the bond with that team. So, yeah, just get into that and, and what made you guys just a special, special group. Yeah, for, you know, talking about kind of my development, you know, my first year, we'll have, you know, Ben Davis on the show later on. You know, I had Ben Davis and J Joseph Blair that were my my big brothers, kind of taught me the ropes. I didn't play a bunch that year, 
we had a really good team that, you know, lost right before the final four to Kansas. Um, but we were, you know, we were a top 10 team that year. And those guys really taught me the ropes, beat me up, you know, taught me, you know, how to compete at, at a high level every single time. And then, um, you know, really helped me develop, you know, even though I didn't play a lot that year, I learned a ton, got gained a ton of knowledge just in practice, you know, throughout that year. And then, you know, my sophomore year and then that team with Mike Bibb and, and JT and those guys, you know, it was a, the bond of that team is something that I can't even explain. And I've been on other championship teams, you know, I've been on, at the high school level, you know, at the European level, you know, I've coached a couple of them at the high school level. They all have similar, you know, traits of, you know, chemistry and guys getting along and all that. But the, our 97 team just was different, man. We just, we really connected on all levels, totally off the court, you know, all hung out all the time. You know, everybody got along. We had our dust-ups here and there, you know, in practice and, you know, guys battling for playing time and things like that. But overall, we were just a big family, man. And, and that was, you know, something that Coach Olsen's doing. But it was just, I think our personalities messed really well. And we were all a team of characters like everyone had, everyone was different there's no two guys that are the same on that team you know from, from JT and you know Mike Bibb down to John Ash and, and Justin Wessel and Jason Stewart the guys that were you know uh you know at the end of the bench that year and so you know it was just a special time um you know it allowed us to really overcome a lot of adversity because during that year you know we, we were up and down that year we, we beat some good teams early in the year you know beat Utah that was a top 10 team at the time beat some really tough teams but then in the Pac-10 we just you know, we, we'd lost a lot of games because it was a tough conference and we were a young team. But, um, you know, through all that, we built toughness, we built chemistry and we built a real belief in our talent. And, you know, even though, you know, a lot of people outside of our circle didn't believe we had full belief in each other. You can look across the aisle at whoever it was, you know, Eugene Edgerson or Donnell Harris or Bennett Davison or whoever. And you saw your brother there and you knew that you could go to war with that guy and that you were going to compete until the very last second. And I think that's what allowed us to make that run in 97 through the tournament, knock off Kansas. And, you know, it was the number one team that entire year. And then, you know, you go ahead to the final four through Providence, which was a really tough game. And then, you know, with North Carolina and Kentucky, you know, in the final game and be able to overcome, you know, three number one seeds. It was all about energy and positive energy and just toughness. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that seems like the it seems like a common theme at any level when you even think of NBA teams. They all seem like they have a special bond. And that's what it's not all because, you know, all these teams, there's a lot of teams that are very talented, but it seems like that bond takes it to the next level. But uh, AJ, I wanted you to just tell everybody, um, like, what was your favorite if you had to pick one or maybe even two, you know, memories they don't have to be on the court at Arizona three or four years, but they could be on the court, maybe a moment, maybe off the court with a teammate or a coach or just anything, you know, that you just really remember. Um, and, and, and how about besides the national championship? Because we know that was that that was an incredible <laughs> moment, but something maybe besides that. Yeah, I think one of my favorite moments and, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk with Ben about this a little bit later, but. It was my first month of college basketball at U of A. And, you know, we were unranked at the time and we had, but we had a really, I mean, talented team. Um, and we, you know, first game was against, I think, Long Beach State. And then we in the preseason in IT. And then we had won that game. We went to play at Arkansas, which at that time was like a huge deal. You know, me growing up as a kid watching, you know, Arkansas play and they've been a national championship picture, you know, a bunch then. But it really sunk into me about, why I chose Arizona and what a good decision was uh, it was when I went to Madison Square Garden uh, in the preseason in IT 
and played against Michigan and then played against uh, Allen Iverson, you know, in Georgetown in the final uh, game there. And we beat them. We beat them in that. We went from, you know, unranked, similar to this year's team, to like number three in the country in like a two and a half week span. And I just remember being in Times Square and, you know, we were outside the hotel and Allen Iverson was out there and, you know, Stefan Marbury was also there and, you know, all these guys that you just kind of grew up, you know, playing or like idolizing and looking at and thinking, you know, wow, this is big time. And then you're there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, that's one of my biggest memories of just like, wow, like this is, this is the right decision. You know what I mean? This is where I want to be. This is a big time basketball stage. And, you know, that's all, that's all, you know, coach Olson's doing in the program that he built. And then, you know, the other one is just really the relationships, man. And like, you know, games are our games. And we had a lot of games, you know, we wanted to buzzer, or, you know, we had games where we came back or losses that stick with you. And, you know, the loss that sticks with me the most for sure is the Utah game, you know, the year after we won the championship, that loss still hurts me till this day, because I felt like that year we were a better team. Like we were the best team in the country that year by far. And, you know, we just didn't get it done, had a bad game at the wrong time and, you know, weren't able to get to the final four. And that's still that still stings to me for sure until that day, because I thought that we had a good chance to go back to back and, and be able to do that. But um, really, it's the relationships with all the guys like and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we'll talk to Ben later on, like Ben, like these guys are all family, like all the guys that I played with or even that are a little bit outside the years that I played with that I've known. Like they're, they're all family. You can count on them. You know, if you need something professionally, if you need something, you know, as a friend, like they're all there for you. And, and that's, that's really the special thing I think about Arizona basketball is that it transcends just sport and, and competition and all that to really like a family. And so, you know, I'm just thankful and lucky that I'm a part of it and, and really enjoying, you know, doing what I'm doing now and getting to shed some positive light on the program because it, it definitely deserves it. Yeah, so after your career, you played four years at Arizona, won the, the national championship in 97. Um, but then after that, you came back for your senior year, and then you got selected by the Cleveland Cavaliers on the second round, 39th overall in the 1999 draft. Just just discuss and, you know, talk about your experience getting drafted and how special of a moment that was for you and your family. Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, and uh, it's something that you dream about as a kid. And, you know, you you don't think you're really, you know, able to make it there until the moment where, and I think it was, I don't know, probably my junior or senior year of high school where I was like, I think I if I can de develop and keep working and, you know, I may have a shot to to maybe make it someday, you know what I mean? And that all changed and that, that was a lot, <laughs> you know, learned a lot more once I got to Arizona and really got the, the blueprint of how to be a professional, how hard you have to work, what you need to learn in order, you know, to be a pro basketball player. And, you know, learned all that through those four years from a variety of players, Coach Olson, you know, the, uh, Coach Phil Johnson at U of A, you know, Coach Rosborough, all those guys. And, uh, you know, I really improved from, you know, my freshman year to my senior year. A lot of people, you know, wouldn't recognize, I don't think, the player that I became my senior year when I first got on campus, you know, at U of A as a freshman. And so, you know, that's a, a testament to the development that uh, Coach Olson did with, with all of us, really. Um, and so being able to get to that night, be with your family. And, you know, I was hoping that I was going to be, you know, tail end of the first round 
pick and thought still think that I should have been. But, um, you know, being drafted and the older you get and the more that you look back at it, being drafted 39th in the world, you know, into the NBA is a, is a great accomplishment. And so, you know, it, it was something special that, you know, I'll never forget. Absolutely. And, you know, I just that's when that's on your resume and you've made it there and you get to play in the NBA, you know, what I mean, that's a that's a lifelong dream come true. Yeah. And when you got there um, and you played, was there either was it in a game or off the court when maybe met a player either on your team or opposing team when you were like, wow, like I really made it here. Like, this is amazing. You know, because as you said, as as a kid, that that's what every like that's what every kid dreams of is playing professional sport. The highest level. It was right away because, you know, I played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and one of my favorite players growing up was Sean Kemp. And Sean, Sean Kemp was the big dog on our team during that time. And so when I was in, when I went into the first practice and I'm like, wow, you know, there's Sean Kemp, you know what I mean? And the rain man is there. And so it's just, uh, it was just a special time. And that was just every single game. I mean, when you're a rookie, you're, your eyes are this big, you know what I mean? Every, every single game you're going out playing against guys that you've seen, you know, on the NBA level for years and years and um, getting the experience. My, you know, first game I think was in Toronto and then we played uh, New York as well, you know, in the garden, just being there and, you know, getting a chance to experience that. It's just, it gives you chills, man. And uh, you, know, you just look around and like, wow, like all the hard work you put in, you know, from time you were a kid up through college, you know, high school to college, paid off and you're able to, you know, check yourself into the NBA game and get, get to play a time and play. So it was, it was awesome, man. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I just wanted to get your, your feelings of your thoughts on uh, like how that, that kind of stint in your basketball and professional life maybe came to an end before you had about an eight to nine year, you know, run in, in European basketball in Spain and Latvia and been playing there. Yeah, like uh, the NBA short, you know, for me was a little bit, it was a quick snap, you know, I mean, I played half the year, you know, after being drafted in the second round, but, um, you know, they were looking for a more veteran guy at the time, and, you know, I was still developing, and I actually thought I was playing the best that I had ever played, you know, up until, you know, the time that uh, that I was released, and I went to the CBA for the second half of that year, and really, that was that was really good for my game. That really helped me develop more as an offensive player, get to be a focal point of the offense and kind of helped me, you know, take a lot of steps in those two months that really propelled me into summer league. I went to summer league with the Seattle supersonics that next summer played really well there, but then got an offer, you know, for guaranteed money from uh, Spain and going to forum by the live in Spain. And so um, it just, it was an awesome uh, opportunity. You know, I, I didn't know anything about Spain at that point, um, but uh, my agent, you know, at the time, Mark Bartlestein with Priority Sports said, hey, this is a good opportunity for you. I was like, I'm always up for a challenge and went there and it just loved it. It was an awesome, awesome place to be. Yeah. And how is that? Because that experience, because, you know, you, you grew up in Albuquerque and then you moved to Tucson and then um, you got drafted by the Cavs. Um, and then going to Spain, just how was all you had some movement and how was, you know, that's, you know, bigger than the rest of them going to a whole different country. 
Yeah, it's I mean, it's different. And guys that played overseas, I'll, I'll tell you this: like, you have to be, you know, pretty strong mentally to to go overseas, especially your first year, because it's just outside of your comfort zone. Like, there's nothing, nothing normal to you. You know, I, I spoke a little bit of Spanish at the time from my time growing up in New Mexico, but not much. And so, you know, I had a translator, one of the assistant coaches, really translated what the coach was trying to say to me during the games. But you know, the one thing about basketball is you can kind of understand it no matter what. You know, on the court. It's similar in a lot of fashions. And so, um, you know, but living over there and not being able to communicate a whole bunch. I had a, you know, uh, my kind of old teammate, uh, John Williams, uh, who played at LSU, played the NBA for a lot of years. John Hopley Williams was kind of my big brother over there, took care of me, you know, taught me the ropes, really helped me through that season. And, you know, we had a really good season. I played for Forum by the Lid, which Arbitus Sabonis used to play for back in the day. So it was a really good basketball club. Um, you know, I was an all-star the first year over there in the, in the ACB. And um, really just the lifestyle, once you get used to it and being in another country, it's wonderful. People are nice, really good food, exceptional food. And the basketball was super high level. Like Pau Gasol was that was Pavel Sol's last year before he went, you know, to the NBA, and he was he was an amazing player. And there was just so many, you know, high level guys over there that it was the best league outside of the NBA. So you were competing, you know, pretty much every night against against the top talent in the world, which was an amazing experience. Yeah, you wrapped up the last few years of your career in two thousand um, and finished in two thousand eight. Uh, you won a Latvian championship two thousand seven. Um, just uh, yeah, go through like how how you felt. Um, in the last that little last stint of your career in Latvia and then you know catch the uh, Arizona Wildcat fans off of before we started this podcast just a few months ago and and what you've been up to since you know you you retired from basketball yeah my time in Latvia was was great man it was uh, totally different than Spain uh, you know Eastern Europe has uh, you know it's it was freezing cold but you know the people were extremely nice the the basketball club I played for ASK Riga was was just a great, great amount of, you know, great players, um, you know, really high level guys. They had never won, uh, you know, a, a championship, a Lafayette championship. And so it was just, it was an exceptional year for, for me personally, uh, you know, on the basketball court, I was winding down kind of in my career. I had some back issues and things like that, but was able to overcome that, and, you know, play with those guys and get a championship in Lafayette, which was, which was awesome. And then, uh, you know, came back and I've been in, you know, the States for, for a long while now, but, um, you know, raising my two sons, uh, Dalen and Drew, uh, over here, they're, they're playing basketball here in, in New Mexico. And, um, you know, I've been working uh, in the sports media business for a long time now. Um, we work with our, our local high school association, New Mexico Activities Association, uh, with corporate sponsorships and business development. And then uh, we have our local basketball club, the, the ABC uh, Basketball Club here in, in New Mexico. We train, you know, young kids, uh, try to help kids get the opportunities that I had, which is, you know, go to college on a basketball scholarship and continue your dream of, of forwarding your career, you know, through the round ball, which has done amazing wonders for a lot of us, you know, over the years and just teaching kids the right things to do and, and making sure that they have a, a path to stay on a, a positive, um, you know, path moving forward for, for their lives. So that's basically it, man. It's just been enjoying the, enjoying life, enjoying basketball, enjoying watching our Arizona Wildcats play and, um, you know, just living day by day and being, you know, having a positive experience. Yeah. AJ, your story is quite incredible. You've had a great journey. Um, it's great to do this show with you. Um, and yeah, the current Wildcats hit a little bump in the road. They lost a close one to Tennessee. You'll get into that a little bit more uh, with Ben Davis. Um, but tell us who, um, I just said it, but 
uh, give us some more insight and about who's coming up next. Yeah, man, this is, uh, you know, one of my, my true brothers. I mean, all the guys are brothers, but Ben, you know, was my big brother in Arizona for sure. Uh, big Ben Davis is coming up. One of the, you know, very interesting career in basketball across many levels of play and really going to enjoy this one, man. So Big Ben Davis is up next to Bear Down Ballers. Before we move on to the next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up at Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Play instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, sir. I'd like to welcome into Bear Down Ballers, my big brother, guy who taught me the ropes, taught me everything I know <laughs> about the game of basketball. How <laughs> <laughs> to be a tough big Ben Davis in the house. What's happening, man? Thanks, man. Thanks. Good, good to be here. Great to be here with you, buddy. Yeah, uh, man. Good, good to see you, man. Uh, you know, good to see just, your face, too, man. Let's just hop right in, man. You know, uh, you know, you got one of the more, I think, interesting basketball journeys, you know what I'm saying, from, from high school, you know, through college to, to pro to all that. So just wanted to jump in and kind of, you know, talk to you first about kind of your Oak Hill days. And, you know, I was thinking, yeah. you know, I was thinking back, like when I was in high school, like I didn't even know about Oak Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, yeah. everybody knows, you know, everybody Oak Hill's big time. School. Everybody's come out of there, and you know, gone to the league yeah. and all that. But when I was in high school, yeah. I didn't even know. So I was like, was it the same back then? Like, what was Oak Hill like, you know, Academy when you were playing there? How was that? Yeah, it was the same. But, you know, obviously it was the beginning of everything. And there was there was a few a, a few people for me. Rod Strickland went there. He's got Brian Shorter, uh, Sean Green. They had a lot of players. And it just it, it got a lot bigger in the early 90s. I got there in 1989. That sounds like 1889. <laughs> I got there. I got there in 1989 at the end of my sophomore year, and I was there for the last, the spring part of my sophomore year through my senior year in 1991. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's the thing about Oak Hill is Oak Hill is a, a regular high school. It's just a Baptist boarding school. So it's not really a prep school in the in the sense right. of, you know, having post-grads or kids that are too old or all these. So if they don't do that. Like, every I graduated high school, I was 17. My son just went there, you know, he graduated there a couple years ago. He was 17. And, uh, you know, obviously the basketball, with all the attention that basketball got has grown because there are so many great players on my team. I had Junior Burrow and Corey Alexander, who Corey Alexander was the first round pick. They both played at the University of Virginia and were great players, all ACC, all American type players. But Corey was the first round pick, Junior was the second round pick. And, you know, that was probably the first team at Oak Hill that had multiple guys that went to the NBA. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, you were, you know, kind of the found, one of the founding members of that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is crazy I to think about. Like it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I always look at the pictures of Oak Hill in the gym, and there's all these banners on the wall, jerseys hanging everywhere. None of that was on the wall when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was bare walls when we were there. <laughs> I'm like it now. It's like uh, it's like a museum. I'm like when well, I was up there, my son was there. You know, it's like a museum. So, hey, but I'm definitely, you know, I'm proud of. I'm I'm obviously proud of my career, just like I'm sure you are. You know, all of us are. But I'm really proud of the 
stuff I did at Oak Hill because at the time, you know, no, it hadn't been done at Oak Hill. I was on the first undefeated team. I was on the first team to ever get a share of the national title when I was a junior. And, uh, you know, so that, that was good stuff. And, my, and the guy that, that coached me, Coach Smith, like a father to me, is still there. You know, he's the, obviously the all-time winning high school coach in America. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good, and I'm proud to be a part of that. So who uh, who were your rivals back then? Who did y'all who y'all battling for the national title back then when you were playing? Uh, Detroit Southwestern had Jalen Rose and Rashawn Leonard and Howard Isley and all those guys. Chicago King. They had Jamie Brandon, uh, Rashard Griffith. You remember him? Yeah, I remember Hamilton, Rashard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big Thomas Hamilton. All those dudes. Thomas Hamilton. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the other prep school at that time. Was this place called Flint Hill? You remember Flint Hill? I don't remember and that. Yeah, so you, hey, you remember this? You remember uh, Randolph Childress, right? Oh yeah, they of had, course. Yeah, they yeah, had Randolph too. Childress. Yeah. You remember Big Serge Wicker that played at North Carolina? Of course. Yep. Yeah, Serge went there. You know, so yeah, it was them. It, it was a lot of people because we, we, we actually we, we played against Rasheed Wallace's high school team when he was like a sophomore. Time and grads, right? Yeah, 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 they yeah. had. Yeah, they and they were really good. They had pros like they had uh who was the guy that played at Temple too, Aaron 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 McKee. Aaron McKee, they yeah. Of, yeah, they had a lot of people. Like we played we played everybody, like we won everything. We played a lot big of time, man, big right. time. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hey, listen, you can't hide. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play them every week. So but it was good, you know, it was a great experience for me because I needed to the discipline academically more than anything. And, uh, and and the basketball structure too, because I was from a small place and we had we had we had okay coaching, but we didn't have coaching like I got at Oak Hill as far as preparing me for the other right. stuff that I do in my career. Right. So I mean, you know, you play in there and you know you did your thing obviously at Oak Hill. You were obviously selected as a you know to the McDonald's All American game in nineteen ninety one. Um, yeah. and you know, some of those guys you mentioned were in that game. I think some of the Fab Five guys were in that game. Um, you know, big dog Glenn Robinson, I think, was in your day. Yeah, Chris Weber, some Dave dogs, Chris Howard. Weber. Yeah, talk, talk about that. that experience, man. What was that like? Talk about that. I mean, that was hey, listen, you know, we play, like you kind of grow up with the dudes in your class, like when you especially when you go and play all the AU stuff and go all the basketball camp stuff the way it was when we were younger, you know what I mean. Like now it's changed a lot. So you don't see the same dudes everywhere you go. You know, you kind of play out. But if you were in that top 100 to 125, you kind of seen those dudes all the time. And Glenn Robinson was actually my roommate at Big Dog. He's my roommate at Nike, you know. And I played in the Olympic special one. It was like me and Juan Howard. It was a lot of us. Chris Weber, like those are all my boys. Like they're still my boys. Like when I see them, you know, it's like we just seen each other yesterday. But that was obviously an incredible experience, you know, because that's kind of the first dream when you're a kid, when you're growing up, you want to make McDonald's, you want to do this stuff, you want to follow all the, the great players after you. And especially going to Oak Hill is kind of a tradition. Like every year somebody from Oak Hill is going to make it. You know, the year before, I mean, we had this guy, Anthony Cade, who I still say is one of the five best players I've ever seen in my life. Cause, you know, cause even with the guys in the NBA, you know, right. it was – Back in the day, you know, there was so many steps to get there. And those steps, you know, kind of, they, they, they pushed a lot of dudes to the side. And he was one yeah. of those dudes because 
he was extremely talented, probably the most talented guy I've ever seen. When I was, he was on my team my junior year at Oak Hill, the best, probably the best, the best, one of the best teams I'd ever been on. He was 6'11", like 225. He was actually Kevin Durant with a better poster. Like, that's crazy, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could dribble, he could shoot threes. But I had never seen a 6'11 dude that could dribble and shoot threes when I got there. Hey, listen, I got the old kill. I'm thinking, yeah, man, I'm about to go here. I just left Fort Pierce, Florida. I'm killing everybody. I'm thinking, I'm the man, you're a fifth grader. I get there, I see this dude. <laughs> every day. Reality <laughs> check. Every, every single day, yeah. They do it every day. Every day. I play I play with him every day. He made me a lot better. No, he definitely made Like, I would not be the guy I am if I had. I spent an entire summer with him and another guy who's actually one of my best friends, same category you are, and uh, like a brother to me, his name is Wilford Kirkcaldy. He was like 6'10", like 250. And, you know, I just came from Oak Hill. You know I me, mean? I'm 6'7". Everybody yeah, right. says I'm 6'9", <laughs> yeah. but I'm 6'7". Okay. You were just at 6'9". You were just at 6'9", though. Yeah. They don't find hey, that so out to the combine. They don't find yeah, that out to the combine. combine. They're like, what? Who told you that? They lied. <laughs> Hey, so I get there, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, it's going to be a cakewalk. I get these two dudes, I'm talking about, they're both from New York City, 6'11", 6'10", super athletic. Every time I tried to shoot my little turnaround jumper, boom, <laughs> they were throwing that shit. <laughs> hey, listen, but, you know, a lesser dude, like I, I always, I, I tell people, like, a lesser dude would have just tucked his tail and been gone. Me, I, I went to the gym when they didn't go. I went and worked on my post moves. I went and worked on my my ball fakes and all that stuff because I know, like, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna play and be good. You gotta be able to play against dudes like these dudes. Like, you gotta be able to. Like, you can't like you can't run from it. You can't like these are the dudes. Right. So you know they made me a lot better, and they're both like my brothers and everything. And you know, hey, people respect it when you start here and you end up there. You know that's why I love you so much because I saw where you started and I saw where you ended up. You know, I mean, I saw where you ended up at the beginning of our first year. I saw every year, you know, and that's the key. And that's the kind of thing that I learned at Oak Hill. Hey, listen, I don't have to take a bunch of giant steps, but if I'm taking small ones in the right direction every day, they're going to add up to where I want to be. Yeah, because that's what I mean. That's what I was thinking just now is that sounds exactly like me with you, with you, with you and JB. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you and JB every day, right. BB up, you know what I mean? All right. Somebody, week, hey, you, everybody get week, stuff out somebody. there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, everybody gets that for somebody. Hey, I got it too. I got it bad. I mean, every day. Hey, listen, then I had to go to the dorm with these two and be with them all day. So this thing, when you're like 15, 16, you're thinking you're the man, and these dudes killing you every day. But I got a lot better real quick. You know what I mean? So it was just an adjustment period. And after that, I, I got it. And it all just worked out. Yeah, man, because, I mean, when, you know, you you and JB were my, like my big brothers, still are to this day, um, yeah. you know, when I first got to Arizona and took me under your wing, you know what I'm saying, like beat me up every single day of practice, but taught me the ropes, you know, taught me how to really compete at a high level, and, you know, you need to do that, and I was able to do that, you know, for the younger guys exactly. when they came like Michael Wright. And hey, you won the like national championship the next year. So, yeah, exactly right. Listen, so, you know, you got a piece of that, dude, you know. <laughs> So I, I owe you, I owe you a little bit, dude. Is what you say? <laughs> hey, it worked perfectly. All right. All right. Listen, I was. Hey, listen. Talking about the the national championship, dude. I I felt like I was on that team because 
because all of y'all were on my team the year yeah. before, pretty much, except Mike and Bennett, you know, a couple of the key guys. But, you know, y'all y'all were all so young. I feel like we could have won that year. You know what I mean? It's just a couple of bounces of the ball and things working out. And that's, that's the one thing I can say about you and JT when y'all were young, when y'all were really young. Y'all always really competed. And you did it with a smile on your face. Listen, you didn't win every time. You didn't yeah. win half the time. But you, <laughs> every time, you kept coming back. You didn't care. You were working on it. You were going to do whatever you had to do to, you know, chop the hill down, make it smaller. And then you did it. And you got there. And we're, you know, hey, look, you're the best. You're the biggest back. Hey, if we're like, speaking about winning and everything, you're the best big guy to ever play at Arizona. Nobody else has ever done what you've done. Nobody else ever beat three number one seeds. Nobody else at Arizona ever won the national championship. Nobody. Hey, and that made our program what we all thought it was. That solidified everything. Hey, without that, you know what I mean? It's still, yeah, listen, we're the same as ASU. <laughs> hey, man, that's a big praise coming from you, man. That's crazy. Ah, yeah, man, I appreciate hey, that. Listen. Sometimes you have to speak fact, and fact, and fact has got to be related to winning in basketball. And a lot of times, fact is related to numbers and stuff. And your numbers were really good; like you, right. you played great. Like you, you had a great run. You, you know, hey, but but we're talking about a dude that was there, consistently got better, numbers got better, and you won. Like yeah. won. Like nobody won like you and JP. That's that good. Nobody did. You know what I mean? So, hey, just like, listen, you just say it. it is what it is. Nobody's going to lie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can think what we want to think. <laughs> think what we want to think. But these things tell the whole story, right? <laughs> hey, it's documented. Well, I can watch it on YouTube if I want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate all you contributed to that, man, for real. Because yeah, you guys... Man. You guys taught us that, man. You know what I mean? And that year, the year before, you know what I'm saying? And um in ninety-five, ninety-six, we should have we should have went to the final four that year too, man. And like like that was a tough year. We we I think we started unranked that year and yeah. went almost to like number three in the country within the first couple of weeks, kind of similar to this year's team where they didn't have nobody was counting on them to do anything and came out and smacked a couple, you know, big top ten teams and, and exactly. done that thing this year. You know, talk talk about that year, man, because that still that still bugs me, man. We should have been in the final four that year, you know, flamed yeah. out to Kansas, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, man, just like you said, you know, I don't know, obviously I won't forever forget that year because it was my senior year. And uh, you know, we did. We started out unranked. Like we started out unranked and we played. Y'all remember our first game was against Long Beach State. Long Beach State. They yeah. were ranked. Yeah. They were ranked. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, they're ranked. Are you serious? We smashed them. <laughs> we, we, we destroyed them. I think we, we might have beat them. I think it was at least a 20 point win, something like that. It might have been a little bit more. And then we play Arkansas next. I think we went to Arkansas. They, were, Arkansas. they were they were ranked really high. Like they were because I think they were coming off like Final Four. Yeah, they were. They, yeah, they, they were in the National Championship. Four. Yeah, yeah, all that. And we beat them. We, we smashed them at their place. Yeah. And then we went to New York and played Michigan and Georgetown with Allen Iverson. So, you know, and yeah, that was that was no day. Hey, that George, that Georgetown game is still one of the cra my my craziest experiences. I mean, that was the first month of my college career, and I'm like, man, I'm in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Hey, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I was good. up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, about to go. <laughs> Like last year, this time I was in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was that, that was a crazy experience. And that was every year when they show the draft, they show that game because there was so many guys. Just think about all the guys on every team that got drafted. Hey, on our team, it was like 12 alone, you know yeah. what I mean? From yeah. all the years, you know, yeah. that got drafted. Almost the entire team got drafted. It seemed like yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and Georgetown has had quite a few too. So yeah, that was crazy, man. And then you know we lost Davey. That was unfortunate. So everybody at Rose kind of had to adjust. People go from playing forward to playing center. Guys that don't play move into the rotation. And listen, I'll tell you hands down, without if we had Davey, we'd have won the whole thing. Yeah, like, we'd have so. won the whole thing easily. Yeah, like easily. Like we had Kansas. Like we had them. Like, we're up with less than a minute. I know. I know. Still hurts. Hey, you know how I felt to lose to those dudes? Oh, to lose to the team that I was on? I know. <laughs> the team that I was on. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, but, you know, man, I love Arizona. And if I could go to so, Arizona a thousand times in a row, I'd you made the right. You made the right choice, man. But what was it like? What was it like at Kansas, though? You know, I, I always under. You know, Kansas has always been obviously is one of the most historic programs. You know, I'm saying in the history of basketball. And you were obviously there before you got to AZ. So, were there similarities of the programs? What was like kind yeah. of the difference? What, yeah. what drew you to both of them, kind of? Yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of similarities. I mean, you know what the, you know what the top programs are like. They're all, they're all the same. It's just small things that separate them. It's, it's coaches. Coach prefers this. Coach's personality is that, but Roy Williams and Coach Olsen are pretty similar. You know, they're they're both you know really they're great coaches. Obviously, Hall of Fame coaches. Obviously, won an incredible amount of games and all stuff. But the best, the most important thing about them both is they were great man. Like they were. Hey, Roy Williams is exactly like Coach Olsen. Like yeah. the kind of man Coach Olsen. He was the same kind of like the same kind of guy. Like, door always open. He's going to teach you like his son, everything. You know, he's going to teach you hard lessons, but he's going to let you know he loves you too. Hey, right. I didn't leave Kansas because I didn't like Roy. I didn't leave Kansas because I didn't play. Hey, listen, I played a lot. I started games. I did everything. I just, you know, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said it's time to go, and I said, hey, I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> They said there's someplace better for you. You should go out west. <laughs> I said, okay. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, man. But back to those guys, Chris Weber, I'll tell you why I left. Because I'm watching the Fab Five. I'm seeing Corey Alexander and Junior Burrow at University of Virginia starting every game, shoot, take, shooting all the balls, doing everything. And I'm like, I'm at Kansas. I play 15 minutes a game. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, why are I starting? I'm spending time with these four dudes. I don't, hey, listen, I'm supposed to be the game all the time. <laughs> I hear a lot of what I have, but I was like, hey, it's time to get out of here. No, I went yeah, to Juco. Juco yeah, was actually. About that. I was going to ask you about that, man, because, you know, Hutch, obviously, you've been, I mean, how many, you know, prime time stops you going to have, but. <laughs> yeah, career, I played a lot of good I mean, Hutchinson yeah, Junior College is one of the you know most storied programs as well, and you know you led them to the you know cha uh, Junior College Championship the one year you were there. Yeah. So I know yeah. you got some stories, some Hutch stories, man. So you know, share some uh, of those with me, man. Hutch, man. 
Touch was kind of touch was kind of my reset because I left Kansas. I went to University of Florida for a semester, just one semester. <laughs> Nobody ever misses that, but I, because I left <laughs> because I left uh, I left Kansas after the first semester of my sophomore year, and I went to University of Florida for the spring semester of my sophomore year. You know, while I was redshirted, so I was still one losing eligibility and. Um, I just really didn't. I, 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 like, Grant, hey, Gainesville is a great place. Obviously, the University of Florida is a great place, but it wasn't for me because I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it one bit. And, you know, when you don't like a place, obviously, some things happen that aren't, you know, normal, you know, naturally the things that would happen. You know, I was, I, I just didn't like it. And Lauren Kruger and I clashed. You know, I had never had a problem with a coach in my life, but I had a couple problems with good old line, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had it and I left. I just didn't like it at all. I just, as soon as I got there, I knew, I kind of felt like I made a mistake. It didn't feel like at the time, at that, at that time, it wasn't the same as Arizona and Kansas. Right. As far as the level of the, the you know, the, the level of the program and, you know, the way they, they handled things and did things. And that didn't really, you know, I was used to certain stuff and they didn't have it there. You know, I went to Oakville for two and a half years. So I was used to big time basketball. I was obviously used to big time coaching. I was used to good teammates. I was used to all kinds of things that I didn't feel like not saying they didn't because they went to the final four the year I left. <laughs> Everywhere I went. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I left, everywhere I left, they went to the final four the next year. Every single place. When I left Kansas, they went to the final four. When I left Florida, they went to the final four. Yeah. I left Arizona, y'all won it. Well, <laughs> did all of them. Put them together. You got like three fourths of a final four. Yeah, I got so many rings. <laughs> and uh, you know, but and then going to Hutch, and I kind of. I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of, when I was going through all the stuff in Florida, I kind of kind of took that year off. And I gained a lot of weight, got shape. I didn't really, you know, I was kind of like, dang, I can't believe I messed everything up like that. Right. And, you know, so I, I was still sorry for myself. And then I, I, I went to Juco at Hutch. And with Steve McClain, who was assistant at Georgia, he was the head coach of a bunch of places. And Phil, you know, and I remember the first day I was in the dorm at Hutch. I was, you know, unpacking my stuff. I was like, Coach Johnson called me from Arizona. Coach Johnson called. I can still hear him. He's like, yeah, you know, Coach Johnson called me, told me to call you and see what's going on. Hey, listen, that day, that day on the phone, I told Coach Johnson I was coming. Yeah, I was right like, away. I'm coming. I was yeah. like, I'm coming. I was like, I'm just, I got, I was like, hey, man, I'm, I just can't. I'm probably going to take a couple visits, all right? I'm like, because I just want to get out of here for a couple weeks. But I ended up taking one visit. I visited Nebraska. Nebraska is the only place I visited besides yeah. Arizona when I when I left JUCO. And JUCO was incredible, man. I had incredible teammates. We were, so they worked so hard. I got there. I weighed three oh five. By the first game, I weighed two fifty. Like I lost like fifty five <laughs> pounds in like two months. Yeah, it was crazy. And that wasn't like he was running me and trying to come. We just worked really hard. And you know, I I'd be. I, I'm willing to put everything I have that no JUCO team ever would be my JUCO team. Like that, none, never, none. With me and Roy Harrison, we had some, 
we had an incredible, we had this guy, Craig Dorkson, he went to Northwestern. We had our, our point guard, we got John Sweet, he played at, uh, at Cal State Bakersfield. I mean, we, we had a great team, and we're in what's arguably the best junior college conference in the country. Right. Jayhawk in Kansas with Barton County, Butler, Garden City, all these. And we won the conference and all that stuff. And I was I was junior college player of the year. I was the Jayhawk conference player of the year. Me and my guy Roy Harrison, we split all that stuff. And it, it was great. That was a great experience, man. I, just, I needed that. And everybody would always say, you know, we can't believe you left KU and Florida and came here riding the bus with us and you don't ever complain. Hey, AJ, you know me. I never complain anyway. No, never, no, never, never. Nothing bothered me. Hey, listen, everybody else was riding the bus. Why ain't I, why would I be complaining yep. about riding the bus? <laughs> you know, I'm just, I just wasn't like that. And so it wasn't like people were like, yeah, you went to Juco and got humble. No, I didn't. Juco was just a step in a part of my path because I knew where I was going. I knew that I was going to NBA from the day that I left home to go to Oak Hill. Now, seriously, yeah. I remember when I met Coach Smith at Oak Hill. When he picked me up in the airport, he just he, he told me, I'm going to make you one promise. If you do the things I ask you to do, all the stuff you want to do is going to happen. Yeah. And it did. You know, and I was blessed with that kind of man in my entire career. Him, the Roy Williams. Hey, even Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger is a great coach. He's a great man. Obviously, it just didn't work out with me. You know what I mean? So I yeah. don't want people to get the wrong idea and say, oh, yeah, he's Lon Kruger. He's got to know I don't. And what Lon Kruger's done speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can think what I want to think about Lon. <laughs> hey, Lon's pretty good, okay? I like you know? right. <laughs> yeah, Lon's, hey, Lon's got his documents. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it, 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 it was an incredible journey, man. Everything. And just getting to, you know, getting to play with. And, and like, dude, you're my brother. Like, I love you, man. Thank yeah, you so man. happy just to see your face out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, man. you know, hey, hey, and, like, I I I always tell people it was all a blessing. But I got I got to see every part of the country. I got to play in so many great games. But the most important thing was like dudes like you. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like on all my teams, you know me, I'm I'm easy to get along with. Like, you know what I mean? I look like I don't want to talk, but I'm talking about it's just Karen. that face, though, man. You know what I mean? But uh, you, you're one of the uh, most caring dudes around, man. Really, like, yeah, you helped man. me unbelievably, man. you know, in my career, man. All in many facets of my life. So I just, I, I appreciate you, man. You already know that. Yeah. So, you know, at, at AZ, you know, we talked about, you talked about a little bit earlier, but, you know, the man who brought all of us together, all, you know, and all of us were good, you know, I feel like good dudes, man. He did good people. Oh. You know, Coach Owen, like, just talk a little bit more in a little bit more detail about your relationship with Coach and, you know, how it was over the years. You know, all of us kind of have a different relationship with him, but similarities are in there, too. So, you know, I like to get everybody's perspective when they come on and, and talk a little bit about Coach. Oh, man. Coach is just, hey, listen, when I got to Arizona, I had, you know, I, we just talked about everything, you know, and I got there and I, I needed credibility, you know, attached to everything I had done. I needed somebody to make all my stuff legitimate. You know what I mean? Because, hey, listen, when you take that long a trip and go around all those curves, you get dirt on you. You know right. what I mean? And, yeah. I, you know, hey, listen, you can't, can't deny what, what, what's fact. And, um, and I got to him and 
you know, we we always had. I had I had a I have a. <laughs> it's gonna make me cry, man. But I have a tremendous respect and love for Coach Olsen. Like nobody ever, you know, I never had uh, a coach that I talked to about the things I talked to him about. You know, not things that I had to bring up. Like he talked to me about tough stuff. He talked. He always told me. That he's like, all oh, your your entire career, like all this stuff, you always you got a problem handling success. He's like, so what are you gonna do? He's like, when things start going good, like you know, you sabotage. He was like, so while you're here, just stay out of your way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you tell me, stay out of your way, and you know, and just listen and enjoy your teammates and enjoy guys. That's what I, that's what he made me. You know, I always did that, and I was always a good teammate and cared, but. You know, he, he, he made it all right for me to, you know, put my fingerprints on the program to, to be myself and to, you know, and to grow. And that, that, that was the thing with him. And he did it for you, man. Like he, every year when you came and he didn't treat you the same way he treated you last year because yeah. you grew a little bit. He knew you grew a little bit. He was going to treat, and if you had, he was going, he was going to hope you grow a little bit. And right. he's going to bring, and, you know, bring you up to where you needed to be. And, you know, it's just like, I can't even, I, I couldn't imagine. I don't know if Coach Johnson had called me that first day at Hutch. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really couldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine another scenario, another scenario, another path for me being with anybody else but Coach Johnson. And, you know, we didn't always agree, you know, that's like, we didn't always, you know, he didn't. And he didn't make you eat it. Like he didn't make you like, hey, listen, this is what I said. You gotta take this. You know, he didn't. He didn't. He talked to you about it. Yeah, he did. He did, but he didn't. Yeah, he never talked to you. And by the time we got to the top, you were like, like, he was like, he was like, you're like, okay, coach, all right, you got it. (laughs) And uh, you know, but at the same time, he was letting you. Hey, you came to that decision. He didn't. You know, he didn't push you to it. Nobody forced you in a corner or, you know, or made you do some things you didn't want to do. And that was one of the things, you know, I remember when I met him, he was like, we're going to have two real serious teams here. Don't disrespect yourself and don't disrespect the team. And if you don't disrespect yourself and you don't disrespect the team, everything else is going to take, take, you know, take care of itself. And it did. And, you know... I can, I can, I can, I got so many stories. I, I remember after my senior year, you know, it was like we're going through the desert class, going through all the free draft stuff. And you remember everybody's been surprised. I didn't get invited to Chicago right, right away. That's crazy. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I didn't get invited to Chicago right away. So I called Coach Olsen. I'm like, hey, Coach, I didn't get invited to Chicago. He's like, what are you crazy? He's like, what happened? Who, who did it? And he like he's like he's like give me an hour. He called me back an hour. He's like you're going to Chicago. They'll call you on the loop. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, it was just it was just so many things like that. You know, he he. I think he kind of taught us all how to be cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we are always watching him. He wasn't getting flustered. He wasn't getting crazy. He wasn't running around yelling and jumping up and down with his you know. Ripping his jacket off. Hey, listen, yeah, obviously he got heated and he was just like every other coach. And obviously he was ultra competitive and all that stuff and demand and super demanding and all that stuff. 
But, you know, he, he, he was a real human being more than anything. And that's the thing that I always took to yeah. you know, his humility, how humble he was all the time, how he talked to everybody. Like he could be walking down the hall, he sees, he talked to them, he, you know, he, he, hey, he looked like a movie star, but he never big time anybody. Like, yeah, I never, right. you know, I didn't ever, I never saw him do anything bad. And that was probably one of the things that I was drawn to. And I remember watching Arizona games when I was in eighth grade. And I wanted to go to Arizona because I wanted to play for him. Yep. And, you know, and that kind of, and that was probably the beginning of my entire journey with all the transfers because at the time, like Jesse came to Oak Hill to see me. We're setting up the visit because they were recruiting me and Corey Alexander. We were both supposed to visit together. My mom told me I couldn't visit because they didn't have one with the King's birthday and the state holiday in Arizona. Yeah. Come to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, they wore the MLK patches on. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah, until yeah, they that's, got that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then you know, so it kind of worked out. Since they got it, I came back. So. <laughs> You're just taking a little detour until then, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I had to kill some time until it catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but coach, nah, I mean, just special, man. He's just special, man. Yeah. He just impacted yeah, us so, so much. I didn't realize how special he was when I was right there with him every day. But when I left, I, I like, you know, you you appreciate it. And obviously, you know, now that he's gone, we obviously appreciate it and think about all the great stuff and a lot of great stuff that he was trying to teach us and tell us. It's easier to see now, you know, than I'm 49, than not 19 or 21, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's, hey, listen, I can't, I, I, I can talk about him all day. It's just, you know, it's just so many things. It's just incredible. I was I was blessed to have the coaches I had, but the biggest blessing I've had is Lou Olsen. You know, I say Steve Smith and Lou Olsen as far as coaches. You know, because they both came at, you know, Steve Smith was obviously at the beginning of my journey when I left home. I was 15. I hadn't ever left home, hadn't ever been on a plane, hadn't ever done anything. I went to Oak Hill. I, I just trusted him and I did the things he asked me to do and it worked out. And when I got to Coach Olsen after leaving JUCO, I was at a point where, you know, this is like the door to your dreams or are you going to, you know, do something else and, and not get there? So, you know, and hey, listen, he opened the gate for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, hey, look, you're going to do it whether you want to do it or not. And, uh, you know, it's just great. It's just incredible, man, to, to be a part of his legacy and, you know, just to be a part of a family that includes guys like you and all the incredible players. And most of all, all those guys, the Arizona, like my Arizona brothers, all those are like some of the best guys that I've yeah. ever been around in my life. Like, I don't mean basketball players. I'm talking about fathers, friends, brothers, sons, you know, just, just guys, just real guys, just real people that care about people. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel the same way, brother. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, coach is just, you know, amazing for all of us and really set just a huge, you know, the highest standard that possible, really, of what, how you should operate as a man, you know, as an athlete, as, like you said, as a father, you know, all of the things that he taught us translated directly into us being successful people in the world, not on a basketball court. I mean, we were obviously yeah. successful in basketball, but, 
in the in the world and functioning as a as a good human being. You taught us so many of those things that you just just are invaluable and that now we're passing down to our little ones. You know what I mean? And you've done that with your daughter and son and now you know your new son and you know it's gonna be uh, fun to watch him develop as well. And then yeah. um yeah, but have you had a so now you know we're into a new era, you know, the you know we had the you know when uh Tommy Lloyd was hired, you know, a little bit, some of us were a little bit upset about that at first. And, you know, we wanted some of our, uh, you know, our guys to be interviewed and stuff like that. But I, you know, that's, I, natural. I, that's natural. And it's natural. That's we should have been, you know, in my opinion, we should have been that way. But yeah. the way that the team is playing, and I don't know if you've seen them play a whole bunch this year. You know, I've, oh, watched, yeah, I've, every game. I've watched every game. I mean, these dudes play the way that we want to see them play, man. And they play free. Oh. He's got them having fun out there. They're throwing lobs, you know what I mean? They're, they're locking up on the defensive end. You know, what What do you thought about the style of basketball that they've been playing this year? What's the ceiling for them? What do you think about the team this year? Hey, listen, I love Tommy Lloyd, okay? Hey, <laughs> listen, I, I wanted, hey, wanted Damon, I wanted Miles, I wanted JP, I wanted all those guys. Hey, listen, and if they have another opportunity, I want them, okay? But what we got is great. Like, I really, I really, I really like the way they're playing. I like the way the kids are bought in. And listen, we can't just like completely act like Sean didn't leave him. It's like one of the best teams in the country. Like Sean yeah. did a great job. Like Sean didn't leave the cover bear, all right? Right. Like, they, got, they, they got some incredible pieces to work with. And with that being said, what they're doing with those pieces is, is extremely impressive. Like, hey, listen, I've been impressed with their effort. I've been impressed with the way they play together. And the main thing I love is that he's not like trying to small. He's not trying to play small. And yeah. it's still basketball. The tall guys win. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I just like that a lot. And I'll tell you another thing that I really like and that's really kind of close to my heart. He's got Steve Robinson on the staff. Steve Robinson was the one that recruited me to go to Kansas. He okay. recruited me from Oak Hill, got me to go to Kansas. And me and him are really close. We got a good relationship. We talked when he got there. And, you know, and... I, I I just I feel like I feel like Coach Lewis is gonna do a great job. I feel like you know he's gonna he's gonna be there a long time. You know, listen, we're waiting for one of our guys to get there. I think they're gonna. They, hey, listen, they might be done by the time You know, hey, listen, because the way he's hey he started, hey, we couldn't ask for a better start. You know what I mean? And I I think I I obviously. You know, you and I both know what the bench looks like, what the guys on the floor looks like, look like when they're having a good time and they're enjoying yeah. it and everybody's bought in. And that's what you see when you see them play. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel the same way. I was like, I'm feeling joy when I watch a play. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. That's the same way that, that we used Make to feel. Yeah, I know. That's how I'm feeling. Hey, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's a, you know it'll be a good ride for him this season. You know, it took a tough one at, at Tennessee, which was you know to be you know That's fought against right. a couple That's different right. things in that hey, game. Hey. That, you know, we're not going to talk about too much, but you know they're tough. Hey, but they didn't play. They didn't play bumps. Like they, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they played a good team. They played a good, well coached team with kid. You know, like they got like a sixty-year point guard. That's a good player. Yep. You know what I mean? They got a good coach. Like they didn't, you know. Hey, you gotta take one that's okay when they take, and they almost and they had them, you know, right. and yep. they, you know, and they had them, and they didn't play well. So I didn't feel bad about that loss. I didn't feel bad at all. I, I, I if anything, I was more in court. I, I was encouraged because they didn't really play well, right? And we played a SEC team that's a top ten, top fifteen team that you know 
that we had on the rope. Like, how many did we lose by? Was it three or two? Four, or yeah, three, four points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 four point game on the road in the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I'm sure if he would have told them that they would have told them they're going to be 11 and one or whatever we are right now. I can't remember the exact record. Right now, they'd have told them that six months ago. They'd be like, "Okay, I will take it. Let's do it right now." Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, B, man, hey, listen, I appreciate your time today, my man. Look, we gotta do this again for sure. I'm gonna oh, have you back sure. in. There's a lot more we could cover. A lot more we could talk about. I know you got the little one back there, so I'm gonna let you get get to oh, your daddy yeah, duties. But it's, it's hey, man. I love you, man. You know that. I love um, you too, brother. Always, brother. And we're gonna get together soon, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and get everyone together, have a good time, reminisce, man. So I need that. So it'll, it'll be good, man. We'll get that, we'll get that going pretty soon. Thanks for having me, man. I had a great time. For sure, man. Anytime, man. I'll talk to you soon, my brother. All right, brother. Happy holidays. All right, peace. Thanks a lot, man.